ప్రేమ స్వరూపులారా ఎంబోడిమెంట్స్ ఆఫ్ లవ్ శాంతిని లోపల ఉన్నది కానీ బయట లేదు పీస్ ఇస్ విదిన్ నాట్ అవుట్ సైడ్ అవుట్ సైడ్ నో పీస్ ఓన్లీ పీసెస్ డియర్ లిసనర్స్ సైరామ్ అండ్ గ్రీటింగ్స్ ఫ్రమ్ ప్రశాంత్ నిలయం వెల్కమ్ టు అవర్ రేడియో ప్రోగ్రామ్ outside inside deep inside this was a segment of radio sai's thursday life hosted by bishu prashti and today's episode was first broadcast on 2nd january 2020 saram dear listeners and welcome once again to outside inside deep inside Today is January 2nd, 2020. The new year has begun. And the alumni of the Sri Satyasai Institute of Higher Learning, Higher Secondary School from so many campuses are here to offer their gratitude to Bhagwan. Yesterday you would have enjoyed the lovely program that was staged in the Sai Kulunth Hall. A beautiful drama. telling us how we can always keep intact that connect with bhagwan and there are more youth from us who are here and you're going to enjoy programs almost every weekend or perhaps 5 6 days of every week in this year of 95th birthday of bhagwan everywhere every center every home every sai group every sai inspired soul is thinking what can i do for my bhagwan's 95th birthday there is so much that he has done for me and he continues to do what is it that i can do what is it that will make my swami proud as i was talking to many alumni some of them came to me and told how this series beacons of prashantinilayam that we have on every thursday on outside inside deep inside has had had a deep impact on them how the stories of people who have given their lives for bhagwan's mission how the stories of people who made swami the center of their life and living and ensure that in their lives it is always sai first service first and everything next and last and as i talk to these students they recall wonderful moments of inspiration wonderful souls that they had seen who had worked closely with bhagwan i personally feel it is these stories it is these tests and trials it is these chills and thrills of walking on this journey that we hear from these sacred souls the lives of these sacred souls which will fill us with courage with inspiration with determination to walk on this path it is never going to be easy it was not meant to be easy anything that is substantial 
anything that is really worth having in this life is never easy we have to slog we have to go through the process of refinement no matter what the challenge even if the whole world is not with us we have to walk on this path because this is the only path that can grant you what is truly worth achieving in this life so with that determination let's walk on this path and let's fill ourselves with courage listening to the stories of all these people I have been sharing with you the story of mr raman rao and initially i told you how he had his doubts how bhagwan confirmed his faith and once that happened how bhagwan continued to refine his personality how he continued to give him opportunities how sometimes he withdrew his love but all the time he was ensuring that mr raman rao was going higher and higher on the journey towards becoming one with him in the previous episode we were talking about swami's visit to north india in the month of april 1982 how suddenly after swami's stay in hyderabad suddenly swami asked mr raman rao and mr satyamurthy are you willing to come with me to delhi and it was such a pleasant surprise for them and they soaked in the bliss of being with swami and it is one thing to see swami's glory in prashantinilayam and it's a completely different life reinvigorating experience to see the glory of swami in different towns and cities how people throng for one glance one look one blessing so from april 6 to 8 1982 mr b v raman rao along with a few other devotees had the opportunity to be with bhagwan in delhi 9th april was a day replete with thrill excitement and ecstasy even as that day dawned it was a friday bhagwan began his car journey to rishikesh and on to mussoorie on the himalayan foothills some distance from delhi beyond the yamuna bridge bhagwan halted for a while at ghaziabad where a large and disciplined congregation of devotees were singing bhajans before an uniquely shaped mandir the structure was that of the shape of a shivalinga in orthodox iconographic form but inside the linga one could see a life size portrait of bhagwan himself the mandir was inaugurated and the portrait was installed with the blessings of bhagwan but the joy of the devotees knew no bounds when bhagwan himself entered that linga and right in the center he stood facing the multitude and gave darshan as sai lingeshwara he installed himself there and in the hearts of everyone who was watching him what a sight to see on the auspicious day of 9th april 1982 and mr raman rao had that privilege if you look at the life of professor kasturi he too had the opportunity of traveling with bhagwan and seeing the glory of swami and that is how he was able to document so many such spiritually recharging moments mr raman rao later on became the editor of telugu sanatan sarathi and swami gave him to 
the share of traveling with him and enjoying the bliss of seeing his glory in so many sacred pilgrimage spots of india in fact in this temple in ghaziabad swami himself had given a statue of lord ganesha for installation in the mandir so leaving ghaziabad bhagwan halted for some time at meerut where shri dd gupta convener of the uttar pradesh state straight trust then who had miraculously regained his eyesight after years of blindness through the grace of bhagwan he welcomed swami with humble gratitude and there was again a large gathering of devotees bhagwan then moved on to rootki where hundreds of staunch devotees had prayed that he should stay for a while at least so that they could imprint his charm on their hearts all along the miles of road over which bhagwan's car sped there were so many cars trailing behind the journey was interrupted by groups of devotees on the wayside waiting eagerly for darshan with floral offerings in their hands and bhajan songs on their lips the gathering was the largest at haridwar where underneath a decorated pandal residents and pilgrims who had through some mysterious means known that bhagwan would be passing through that way had joined the devotees so bhagwan was at rishikesh bhagwan was at haridwar swami listened to their prayers alighted from the car and gave them darshan and accepted the flowers that they offered the flowers redolent with devotion as bhagwan passed rishikesh bhagwan reached the neighborhood of lakshman jhula which is a few miles beyond the divine life society campus the residents of rishikesh however had bhagwan for themselves for a few minutes when swami's car stopped to give them darshan the shri satyasai seva organization uttar pradesh had acquired a magnificent building situated on a multi acre plot right on the brink of the holy river ganga the spot where it just emerges from the hills from the peaks from the parental peaks and the ganga is full and fresh and unbridled by anicuts and unaffected by canals and standing on the terrace of that two storied beautiful bungalow one can actually almost touch the thick green mountain on the opposite bank it almost seemed like a beautiful picture painted by the divine artist and bhagwan was there this place is so ideal as spiritual retreat for sadhakas as an ashram for swadhyaya bhagwan inaugurated the pragyana pradarshan exhibition at this place this exhibition of spiritual pictures diagrams symbols and icons was to inform and enlighten the people about the spiritual heritage of india bhagwan also did bhumi puja the ground breaking ceremony for a veda shastra patashala to be established and administered by the uttar pradesh satyasai seva organization and this patashala for which swami did the bhumi puja has started functioning after bhagwan laid the foundation stone on this site a beautiful mandir for bhagwan came up in fact on that occasion bhagwan graciously blessed a vedic vidwan who recited with commendable correctitude the text of the shukla version of the yajurveda which is widely prevalent in the gangetic region baba blessed the gathering with darshan and he created vibhuti for a few people who really needed that curative gift 
Swami then gave the members of the Sri Satya Sai Trust of Uttar Pradesh directions and advice on the use of the building as a service center and also about the courses of study and the curricula of the Veda Patashala. And that building in this holy ambience of Rishikesh continued to be a spiritual center emanating Satya Dharma and now contributing towards the Dharmasthapana, spiritual regeneration of the country of India through the study of the Vedas, the scriptures. Recently, the Veda Patshala acquired a new dimension with more focus by the organization to augment this facility which Bhagwan blessed way back in 1982. Swami left the place at 4 p.m. and though the party had to reach Masuri, according to the program set by the organizers before nightfall, Swami gladly accepted the invitation by the monks of the Divine Life Society led by Swami Chidanandaji. And Swami spent nearly an hour at the hall where Bhagavata recital was on and Swami himself sang a few bhajans which were sung in chorus by the packed hall with great enthusiasm. Proceeding from Vishikesh past the gathering of devotees again at Haridwar, Bhagwan reached Dehradun, where the Sai Samiti has been active for years and where devotees had assembled at the bungalow of Sri Sahani. Bhagwan moved among the thousands who were vigorously singing bhajans. He most graciously stood on top of his car to grant darshan to people sitting on the periphery of that vast gathering. From Dehradun, with a few stoppage en route in order to Bless waiting bunches of devotees at wayside villages, Bhagwan led the long motorcade up the winding roads over a series of sharp hairpin curves to the cool heights of Masuri. Many roads in that far-famed hill resort were so narrow that only one-way traffic had to be enforced for vehicles coming from either side. Therefore, it was night when the entire party reached bungalow of Maharani of Jind situated on a prominent place on one end of the line of hills, commanding a magnificent view of the plains merging into the hazy horizon. And Maharani of Jind, the great devotee of Bhagwan, realized that the party had come up from the sweltering plains into an area of high altitude and low temperature. She had anticipated every need and every chance of hospitality she got. She did that with great love. Bhagwan was supposed to take rest in that quiet picture spot. But can the avatar ever rest? Have you ever seen Bhagwan take rest? By dawn, the tracks and trails leading up to the bungalow or down to the bungalow were echoing the footfalls of the hill folk hastening for Darshan of Bhagwan, the news of whose arrival had reached them already and groups of townsmen assembled in the lawns in front and Bhagwan blessed many of them with personal interviews. Some groups were graciously awarded the fortune of listening to short discourses on spiritual topics. The Rani of Jind runs a small boarding school for little children at her place in French colony in New Delhi. Bhagwan had inaugurated that school, if you have remember me narrating this in the earlier episode where Swami went and spent time with his little children in Delhi. Swami was so happy with her dedication towards the uplift of the children of this land along the lines laid down by Bhagwan, And now 
she persuaded Swami to lay the foundation for a children's school on a site adjacent to her Masuri home. And thousands assembled to witness the function and listen to bhajans and get the darshan of Bhagwan. So Swami inaugurated, Swami laid the foundation for this children's school in this home of the Rani of Jind, a great devotee of Bhagwan who was so particular about doing something for society and she continued to do that. So this happened on the 10th morning. In the afternoon, Bhagwan gave all the members of the entourage, Mr. Raman Rao recalls, 500 rupees each in those days. Swami said, go buy for some something for yourself. You can take that as mementos. And Masuri is an enchanting place at the foot of Himalayas. From the balcony of the place, all the Devotees, the people who are fortunate to accompany Bhagwan, they could see this awe-inspiring snow-clad mountain tops of Himalayas and the greenery beneath. They just were soaking in the beauty of being with Swami. Bhagwan left the hills on the morning of 11th April through Panipat and Karnal. Intimation was sent in advance to the Samitis in the towns and villages on that road that Bhagwan might stop for granting darshan. But Swami would stop only if the devotees are disciplined enough to sit in rows under the thick shade of trees. And that is how Bhagwan's trip continued in North India in this beautiful summer month of April in 1982. On 11th April, after breakfast, all of them drove from Masuri to Dehradun and from there to Ochna. There was a lake holiday resort in Haryana. And that is where Bhagwan had lunch. And here again a warm welcome was given to Bhagwan by the Maharani of Jind. And they were all accommodated in comfortable rooms in the palatial palace of Maharani of Jind. They were provided all the warm clothing, pullovers, gloves, rugs and socks. Bhagwan reached Delhi about 3.30 p.m. At 6.30 p.m. he was welcomed with traditional temple insignia and Vedic welcome hymns to the Ramotsava music festival celebrated for three consecutive days by an All India organization which has the integration of Indian culture as its object. The celebration was held at the convention hall of the Ashoka Hotel with Sri B.D. Jati, former Vice President of India, who was the chairman and on that occasion Vidwan Bal Murli Krishna and the renowned music director Rajeshwar Rao sang a few songs each before the altar erected on the dais for Sri Rama. That evening, the ceremony of Sita Kalyanam was to be symbolically celebrated in strict adherence to the rituals prescribed. So that was one occasion where the Sita Kalyanam, Sita Mahotsavam, was going on in Delhi and everywhere you saw the glory of Bhagwan as Sri Rama, people singing and soaking themselves in the bliss of Sri Sai Rama.
So that is how the glory of Bhagwan and the glory of the Rama Avatar was going on in Delhi as Bhagwan sat through the beautiful Sita Kalyanam celebration. As I mentioned, the Shri B D Jati, former Vice President of India, was there. Bhagwan addressed the assembly of distinguished citizens of Delhi, most of them devoted to the preservation and promotion of the eternal values of Indian culture. Bhagwan told them to learn the lessons of life from the treasure that is the Ramayana. Later, when the pundits started uttering the Vedic formula for the confirmation and consummation of the wedding of Rama and Sita, the wedding of Rama and Sita is symbolic of the coming together of the individual soul and the supreme soul, the coming to- together of creation and creator, the coming together of Jivatma and Paramatma. Everything in this world is a play of the cosmic consciousness and the energy principle that is because of the cosmic consciousness wanting to move. This is the beautiful play of nature and the wedding of Rama and Sita is just symbolic of this cosmic phenomenon. So when that ceremony happened, Bhagwan created by the wave of his palm a golden Mangal Sutra for Sita. And the vast body of spectators were thrilled with ecstasy at the spontaneity and the splendor of that gift that Bhagwan had created. That was one unforgettable day in the annals of Bhagwan's visit to the capital of the country in the summer of 1982. But Swami's visit to North India still continued. After coming back to Delhi, Bhagwan with his retinue flew to Jaipur on 12th April and now it was to bless the Sri Satisai College for Women and this was a trip, a flying trip of Bhagwan because Swami went in the morning and he returned to Delhi in the evening. He left early for Jaipur, Swami stayed at the Sri Satisai College for Women which Swami founded to serve the cause of higher education in Rajasthan. The governor of Rajasthan, Sri O.P. Mehra, arrived at the college and he accompanied Bhagwan to the site where Swami laid the foundation stone for the Purnachandra Kamani Auditorium which was adjacent to the college. It happened in the morning 9am and devotees from Jaipur, Udaipur, Bhilwada and other cities as well as from the villages around these towns where there are so many service projects being done by the Satisaya organization, they all had gathered in large numbers filling the spacious, colourful shamyana erected for the function. The governor and Bhagwan were seated on beautifully decorated dais. The principal of the college welcomed the citizens and devotees. A few students spoke on the distinct features of the college and acknowledged their gratitude to Bhagwan. And they said how the college is now achieving not just academic distinction, but the college is getting what is more lasting and valuable. How the college is towards giving the students an insight into divinity. Divinity that is latent in each of them. Bhagwan then graciously handed over prizes to the students of the college who had distinguished themselves in many curricular and extracurricular activities. And then began Bhagwan's discourse. Swami addressed the students who had filled that huge pandal Devotees were overflowing. Swami said, Beneficial activities, adherence to truth, straight thinking, humility before the supreme power that is directing the universe, 
and devotion to god and discipline these are the real marks of an educated person a person's life and its worth swami said are judged according to the character that directs his activities some people might say that it is to be judged on the basis of the knowledge one has acquired swami said it is neither wealth nor scholarship nor the extent of authority exercised over others which can be valid proof of what is really praiseworthy in a person character alone is the real test of greatness and a good character swami said cannot be acquired through study of books nor it can it be granted as grace by teachers or borrowed from friends it has to be secured and strengthened only through overcoming challenges and gaining experiences and mr raman rao who could relate to all of these because living with swami there were a lot of challenges but every experience was filling him with new insights about bhagwan swami continued to say people desire for independence they think by independence they can be free from all bonds and limits but swami said that is not what is true independence true independence is not just standing on your own legs and not having any rules on you swami said birds have freedom to fly in the sky fish have freedom to swim in water man too has the freedom to exploit enslave and destroy other men and other beings but is that man's duty is it what man should do with his freedom man has the duty of helping other men to live decently and swami gave many beautiful examples from nature and said a crane gulps fish through its bill and fills its own stomach it does not feed on other cranes man is not a crane man is a creature endowed with love compassion and sympathy unless the educational system promotes contentment and joy in society unless it leads to holiness and health to the individual and makes all who share in it realize the awareness of divinity no country can prosper and find peace swami said the students of this college in jaipur and all the other colleges too must imbibe discipline and a sense of duty the citizens of jaipur must feel it is their responsibility to provide these children every facility to manifest their eagerness to learn and their enthusiasm to serve mr purnachandra kamani was so happy that bhagwan blessed him to start the college there he had all the virtues that his name signified a full heart unruffled temper inner peace unselfish love in fact he was one of the people who were instrumental in the construction of the purnachandra auditorium in prashantinilayam even though mr purnachandra kamani left his body before his plans were fully accomplished swami said today we have laid the foundation for one project that this noble soul purnachandra kamani always had as his dream and swami said we will have a spacious and substantial building with all facilities and it will be full fledged in all respects so bhagwan had planned to return by the evening flight to delhi and so the few hours that were available were packed with grace on the staff of the college the students of the various classes the members of the council of management of the sri satisai trust of rajasthan and with members and office bearers of the samitis of the seva organization in the state 
Bhagwan showered his blessings on the students especially by his presence by being there with him during their lunch hour wherever bhagwan goes whether bhagwan is in prashanti whether bhagwan is in brindavan or whether bhagwan is in kodaikanal or in jaipur or in uti always a lion share of his time is for the students and mr raman rao had noticed this and he knew how for bhagwan students were so important and that is the reason why he used to feel so grateful when bhagwan used to give him the opportunity to come for summer courses and serve the students we have discussed about this in the previous episodes and for him it was another occasion to see bhagwan's love for the younger generation and how his energy was more than the energy of the youngsters and it was always fresh and overflowing april 13th bhagwan flew to bhopal the capital of madhya pradesh one of the most extensive of indian states every one of the 45 revenue districts of madhya pradesh had an active seva samiti dedicated to spiritual and service activities for the uplift of men women and children madhya pradesh has thousands of trained sevadal workers and thousands of bhajan mandalis all over this sprawling state one of the states very vibrant even now you have thousands who come from madhya pradesh to serve in prashantinilayam ever since bhagwan started the street satyasai college for women at bhopal which happened sometime in early 70s this state has been yearning for the physical presence of bhagwan in the state and the good news of bhagwan's visit brought hundreds of devotees to the airport of gwalior itself where the pl- plane stayed for a few minutes it was quite a surprise to find a gathering of 4 to 500 sitting at the airport and singing bhajans one could notice a large number of school children and pupils of balvikas classes all waiting for bhagwan for his darshan waiting for that one glance waiting for one moment with bhagwan sai prem de shanti de anand de baba prem de शांति दे आनंद दे बाबा प्रेम दे तुम हो बाबा दया के सागर मंदिर नटनागर आदियानंद हे सत्य सनातन आदियानंद हे सत्य सनातन
अलख निरंजन साई जनार्दन अलख निरंजन साई जनार्दन कृपा करो प्रेम दे शांति दे आनंद दे बाबा प्रेम दे साई प्रेम दे शांति दे आनंद दे बाबा प्रेम दे बाबा दया के सागर तुम हो गुण मंदिर नटनागर सो भगवान लैंडेड एट भोपाल एंड ही वॉज रिसीव्ड विथ फ्लोरल ऑफरिंग बाय श्री अर्जुन सिंह द चीफ मिनिस्टर ऑफ मध्य प्रदेश देन and there was a huge gathering of devotees bhagwan visited the new building of the shri satyasai college for women and the imposing and well equipped science block early in the evening bhagwan formally entered shantivan a magnificent complex of buildings dedicated to bhagwan situated in the heart of new bhopal besides a two storied mansion the complex has a bhajan hall and this bhajan hall was named after mother ishwaramma it was called the ishwaramma hall a block of smaller halls and rooms were named after bhagwan's father it was called venkappa block and it was meant to house the satyasai welfare corporation the annapurna kitchen and a large dining hall so bhagwan spent a lot of time in this shantivan the beautiful complex which housed his mandir the halls it also had the office of the state trust the state seva organization a training institute for education and human values and so on the entire area was a sea of faces when bhagwan arrived at shantivan the roofs and terraces of the bungalows on the roads adjacent and even window sills sun shades parapet walls and water tanks all of them were closely packed with crowds of courageous people looking just for a one glimpse of bhagwan sai premade sai premade shanti de anand de bhagwan hoisted the prashanti flag on shantivan and that was such an electrifying moment it reminded people of the prashanti flag being hoisted in the prashantile mandir in the evening a meeting was arranged at the ravindra bharati hall where bhagwan discoursed on education and human values to a huge gathering the governor of madhya pradesh and the chief minister were both present the governor while stressing the importance of man adhering to human values referred to his earlier visit to prashantinilam and to his abiding faith that indian culture had cherished these values untarnished through the ages he spoke of bhagwan being the savior of these declining ideals and hoped that the educational activities launched in the state of madhya pradesh 
under bhagwan's direction will bring about that moral revolution which can redeem mankind bhagwan elaborated on the qualities of generosity sympathy fellow feeling compassion which are the bedrock of basic human values swami exhorted everyone to promote these values and diffuse the forces that oppose and weaken them bhagwan was busy throughout the day and in the morning hours of the next day granting the members of the trust the state president and the district president and the members of the college staff giving them his invaluable advice and mr ramanda who was so fortunate to see how bhagwan's glory was unfolding in so many states of the country he saw bhagwan in uttar pradesh he saw bhagwan in madhya pradesh and mr raman rao himself was asked by bhagwan to be the state president of the state of andhra pradesh so all this exposure that bhagwan was giving him was preparing him to discharge his responsibilities well to know what are bhagwan's sensitivities what is it that bhagwan likes and how to better himself as an instrument as well as to take his message and implement them in Andhra Pradesh and communicate them to the brothers and sisters in the state he comes from Bhagwan left for Jamnagar in Gujarat from Bhopal airport by a special aircraft so the journey continued when Bhagwan gave darshan from this in Bhopal Mr Raman Rao says that to me it seemed like Vishwarupam of Bhagwan it to me it seemed like that cosmic form of bhagwan because bhagwan stood on the three balconies and repeatedly raised his hands of benediction to the crowds and the crowds were responding with loud clapping and slogans when bhagwan was giving darshan from the second floor of this shantivan the building there for mr raman rao he says i don't have to get another experience of what it is to see the cosmic form of bhagwan because in every eye you could see sai that is how beautiful and how glorious swami's trip to bhopal was and swami from bhopal left for jamnagar at jamnagar the rajmata of navanagar offered homage to bhagwan and prayed to him to give darshan in the evening to thousands who had gathered in high school campus and bless them with his divine discourse shri panduranga rao of the union public service commission who was rendering bhagwan's telugu discourses into hindi he was there with bhagwan all through he went to jaipur bhopal and jamnagar and bhagwan spoke on the dignity and destiny of man and the sadhana required to recognize this destiny and to realize this destiny he said that while years ago education in india has its aim to prepare men for jobs the problem has now become one of procuring jobs for men and swami said how educated people are greater problems today than simple uneducated folk swami said it is taken as a proud achievement where the number of schools increases by leaps and bounds but the pride is as unjustified and misplaced as the pride of the mother who finds her child's hands and legs swollen beyond normal size Swami said the really educated person must earn his living by the sweat of his face and not be a burden on others the schools Swami said which the raj mata in her consideration for the progress of the rising generation is guiding 
these schools have those noble ideals of self-reliance and self-knowledge in view the rajmata has such a generous heart she is constantly engaged in the relief of distress bhagwan was referring to the beautiful heart of the rajmata who has done human contribution to the satyasai mission in fact she is one of the members of the sri satyasai central trust she was one of the members when it was founded way back in 1972 and the rajmata's contribution to the satyasai mission has been legendary and she has been relentless her love for swami was so unparalleled and here she was setting up school so that a new generation can be built of students who have pure hearts swami said please benefit from her noble intentions and constructive projects the children of the school presented a variety of program music recitals folk dances and few scenes from the life of saint gyaneshwar so that is how bhagwan covered so many cities and towns and all along if you see his focus was on the children all along he was spending more and more time for the children he was either doing foundation stones or unveiling schools and colleges and this is what mr raman rao was a personal witness to and that definitely led had an indelible impact on him on april 14th bhagwan and his party flew to jamnagar by plane in two trips as i mentioned and on the night that night a grand moonlit dinner was arranged on the terrace of the first floor of the modern building where the rajmata was staying and bhagwan halted for the night there on 15th april bhagwan performed the opening ceremony of shri ranjit singh ji niradhar ashram at jamnagar so swami stayed one more day to open this home for the aged again constructed by the rajmata to commemorate the centenary year of shri ranjit singh sahib of navanagar and this was a specially designed complex of roomy dormitories to provide happy years of useful life for older people who are destitute on behalf of the board of trustees it was announced that the object of the institution is not just to maintain about 200 people who are poor and helpless but to enable them to live with self respect so that they do some activity in the ashram and pass their time in prayer and reading religious books in the company of each other so that they have satsanga and there is no discrimination whatsoever bhagwan blessed the vedic pandits who were doing the yagnam there with appropriate rituals and swami filled the whole area with vibrations of his voice of his bhajans of his presence he went through the dormitories expressed his satisfaction with the devotion and love that were evident on every side on 15th so finally bhagwan boarded the plane for mumbai from the bhuj airport which was 20 kilometers from jamnagar and at bombay airport sri raman rao took leave of bhagwan bhagwan flew to bangalore and satyamurthy and mr raman rao came to hyderabad and that was a trip for mr raman rao in 92 which just happened out of the blue it was most exciting it was most enthralling and it was absolutely such a learning experience for mr raman rao and we'll know how this helped him as an instrument of bhagwan in the rest of the years of serving him and it is these 
moments of seeing bhagwan with the children seeing bhagwan how tommy was building the organization that filled raman rao sir with so many ideas and thoughts and filled him with inspiration about how to take the satyasai organization forward as i told you before he was one of the first members of the shri satyasai sevadal and he continued to be till the very until he was 91 he continued to serve and bhagwan never wanted him to relinquish that post of being the head of the sevadal of the satyasai organization so this was one gift to mr raman rao after all the tests that he went through and all the dedication with which he worked for the satyasai organization and in the coming episodes i'll share with you more about what happened next how bhagwan used mr raman rao for his mission and how he was as the state president of shri satyasai organization of andhra pradesh and how he trained so many sevadals and how they were inspired to walk on this path of sai first service first and everything last thank you so much dear listeners for this session we will continue this in our series of beacons of prashantilam in the last two episodes yes i have been talking more about swami's trip to north india it was less about ramanda and just more about all that mr ramanda was witness to and i think this is a privilege that bhagwan gave him and it is something very beautiful you don't find this documented in the volumes of satyam shivam sundaram and i thought this is something which for us also is so heartening to note the amount of travels bhagwan has done and the amount of pain bhagwan has gone to rejuvenate so many beautiful places rishikesh haridwar gwalior jamnagar and everywhere his focus was on the spiritual regeneration of the country and how to inspire the youth to take to the culture and the spiritual heritage of india so we'll continue this as always if you have any queries you can write to listener@radiosai.org you can also send us your comments on our whatsapp number 9393258258 thank you so much saram prema swarupnar embodiments of love shanti ni lopam unnadi kaani bayate ledhu peace is within not outside outside no peace only pieces sairam you just heard an episode of our radio program outside inside deep inside this was a segment of radio sai's thursday live hosted by bishop prishti and today's episode was first broadcast on 2nd january 2020 dear listeners we hope you like this program please send us your feedback by either email or whatsapp our email id is listener at sssmediacenter.org and our whatsapp number is 9393 258258 thank you and loving sairam from prashant nilayam